Almost 30 years ago, Janet and I were at Windsor Castle in England, walking through the corridors of that massive historic place. And I came upon a statement engraved in stone in the wall. And these words that I read will help set the tone for our time together today. Here's what it said. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread into the unknown. And he said, go out into the darkness and take the hand of God. That will be better for you than a light and safer than a known way. If you're a follower of Jesus and you've ever faced difficulties, I'm pretty sure most of us have said or at least thought, I know God is able and I hope he does. It's the perhaps paradox, which is simply the tension between possibility and uncertainty. I know he can, and perhaps he will. And isn't this what the Bible says that faith is anyway? Faith is what we, if you know the next word, say it with me. Faith is what we hope for but have not yet experienced. We haven't seen it yet, but believe it's possible. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread into the unknown. And he said, go out into the darkness and take the hand of God. That will be better for you. And safer than a known way. We had no idea how important the wisdom of this statement would become for our lives. It's important to know that the Bible is clear when it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that verse is pretty scary, right? Because as Pastor Nate a moment, said, a moment ago said, sometimes we wonder if we have faith, even if it's a mustard seed and we still have doubts we still wonder, do I really have faith? And then I read a verse like this. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I'm like, man, I want to please God. I don't want to make God mad. And I think it's important we understand. James also says, faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, is dead. So here's what we're learning. Living by faith means embracing the tension between the possibility and the uncertainty, between our questions and our obedience to God. I think oftentimes I've been here and many of us are like the man in Mark chapter nine where Jesus said, anything is possible if a person believes. And the man said it so clearly 
And I think I'm standing looking at a group of people today, and this is where we are oftentimes. We say, Jesus, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Some of you struggle with recurring tests of your belief systems as a Christian. It's either a faith issue and you're not completely sure God can be trusted or you simply have a misunderstanding of what the Bible says about living by faith. In other words, you're not exactly sure what God expects of you as a follower of Jesus. Some of you struggle with self-discipline and consistency to exercise your faith, which honestly can be perceived as doubt or it could be perceived as laziness or maybe a lack of priorities or even your concern. Because living by faith means that we learn to pray bold prayers. Living by faith asks the question, are you playing it safe when it comes to obeying God? Are you willing to take bold risks for him? Or will you continue to play it safe? Because without faith, it's impossible to please, to please God. And we must believe that he is who he says he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek after him. Living by faith is the perhaps Paradox. I know he can, and perhaps he will. Walking by faith and walking life out in faith is really all about daily trust that says, my life is in God's hands, and I can't be certain or for sure where that will lead but whatever happens, I'm standing firm in my faith because staying in God's hands is the safest place that I can be. I want us to look at two stories in the Bible that give us a real clear understanding of this paradox I'm talking about. Here's my first story. It's 1 Samuel chapter 14, and God's people are hiding in caves from the, their enemy, the Philistines. Jonathan, the son of King Saul, is tired of running and hiding, so he has this conversation with his armor bearer, and he convinces him to join him in a two-person raid on a military outpost of the Philistine army. Here's what he says. Verse six, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised fellows. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder him from saving us. So, 
pardon me for being human first. If you're gonna try to convince me to join you in doing something really crazy and bold and dangerous, I'd like something a little bit better than maybe. <laughs> in, in one breath, Jonathan offers two opposing positions. He says, nothing. Everybody, everybody say that word with me. Say it. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving us, and maybe he will. This is the tension every one of us must embrace if we are to live out a life of faith. Jonathan is saying what most of us have said, and some of you are saying that here today. As we've sang this song, and as Pastor Nate led us in prayer for Janet, you sit here today, you listen from wherever you are, and we say the same thing. If you've been around church any length of time, and I clearly tell you, as somebody who's followed God all of my life, all of my understanding life of knowing how to choose to serve God, I've said this in my heart, I know God is able and I hope he does it because faith says it's what we hope for but we don't yet see it experienced but we believe it's possible. I know he can and I'm pretty sure he will but we can't be completely certain how things are going to work out. Living by faith is not the absence of uncertainty. It simply believes that God's promises are bigger than my perhaps. Come on, you need to think about that. Every one of us are human and we can't be certain, but we serve a God who knows the end from the beginning. So we have to keep our hand in his hand even though we walk in the dark and even though we don't know where we're going many times. If you're holding his hand, it's the safest place you can be. The perhaps paradox says, there is uncertainty, but it also says there is possibility. And we all must accept that in the land of faith and bold prayers is where promises and perhaps coexist. I know he can. And maybe he will. But until then, I will keep believing. Until then, I'll keep holding his hand. That is better than a light and safer than a known way. Keep holding God's hand. And that's a message for some of you. That's a word for some of us here today. You're like, I don't know where God's at. But Job answered it this way. He said, I don't know where God is either. But he knows the path I take. Here's my second story. Daniel chapter three is the story of when God's people had been taken captive into Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been ordered now by King Nebuchadnezzar to bow and worship this idol that he had built for himself. And if they refused, 
they would be thrown into a furnace of fire. They did refuse. They received another opportunity to kneel. They didn't do it. And he told them, if you don't kneel, then we're going to heat this furnace up 10 times hotter than normal because he was so angry. And here's what they said in response to the king as they were facing execution. Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Now I want you to let those words seek in because when I read that, I sense the courage and the faith in their voice and in those words where they're saying, it doesn't matter what happens. We're gonna stand right here and we don't need to defend ourselves before you. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve, say it with me, is able, let's say it again, the God we serve is able to save us from it. <laughs> and he will save us from you. He'll rescue us from you, king, because you're gonna have no other part with us. We'll be gone. But here's the words you gotta stand on today. Even if he doesn't. Now, as transparent as I know how to be as a man, as a husband, a father, a grandfather, a leader, a pastor, people, a person who loves people, if I could be as transparent as, as an human, and I'm telling you here today, we trust a God who is able, I have had to say, and even if he doesn't, the safest place I can be is in his hands, and God will take me from here to heaven. Paul, listen, Paul said it this way, to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. And sometimes we get so rooted in this earthly life that we're living. Now, you're looking at a man who loves living large. I wanna take every moment. I love life. I love the globe, the earth God has created. I think he made all of these beautiful things just for me, and you get to go along for the ride. I love the mountains, I love the snow, I love the alpine climate, I love the beach sometimes. I like the, but I like the, I like the trees, I like the outdoors, I love the lakes, I love the waterfalls, I love my wife. But I've had to come to the reality that there are things that are out of my control and I live in an earthen vessel and I get so attached sometimes to things here that I, have, that I struggle. Well, Lord, I wanna live a full life. I wanna see my grandkids grow up. Well, who doesn't wanna see that? But I often have to answer the question in my own heart, but this is only temporary and eternity is forever. But I don't understand eternity, so I, I like temporary. Because I, I know what to expect. But when you walk in faith, you're out of that control. And you say like the Hebrew boys said when they said, God is able and I know he's gonna deliver me from you, O king, but even if he doesn't, 
Even if he doesn't, I'm going to trust him no matter what. Even if he doesn't, I'm going to walk in faith. So walking out a life of faith creates a tension that every one of us must learn to struggle through. I have preached faith for over 40 years. In fact, longer than that. I preached my first sermon when I was 17 years old. Didn't have a lot of life experience, had a lot of faith, or at least my perspective of faith. Let me explain it this way. Maybe this will help you. When I met Janet, I was 17. We got married a year later. Many of you know I tease her because six months out of the year, she's older than me. And we happen to be in that moment right now. So I was trying to be nice, but got to pick on her sometime. It might as well be now. <laughs> she just said, you better stop. <laughs> so right now she's 63, I'm 62. Not picking on you, just taking facts. Don't throw the water bottle at me. When I met Janet, I told her, I said, honey, on our third date, some of you know this story, but on our third date, I asked her to marry me, and she said, no, right, wise woman. But here's the point. When I met her, I gave her my love, and I thought I knew what love was, but now, 44, almost 44 years later of marriage, how I would define love is a completely different definition. You understand? So when I was 17, I started preaching about faith. I knew what the scripture says, and I thought I knew what God was saying, and I preached faith. And now many 40-plus years later of preaching faith, my understanding of faith is completely bigger and more, it's completely different. Now faith is not like, name it and claim it. You just put the stamp on it, and Jesus' name, and poof. Well, it doesn't work that way all the time. In fact, most of the time, that's just some wild belief, but faith is when you stand through the struggle. Faith, hear me, faith is when you press on through the struggle and you still believe, I know God can. And he might deliver us from this fiery furnace, but even if he doesn't, we're not bound to your stupid idol. So to help some of you who are struggling, like Pastor Nate said, I don't know if I have faith. I would probably say most of you have more faith than you think you do and that tension you're feeling is really the grounds for great faith to be built because you just keep standing on that ground and you feel the tension back and forth. I know you can do this, God. And we, we have a tendency to ask the question, why? I've learned to ask the question, what? What do you want me to see? What are you trying to say? What do I not yet understand? What can I glean from this? Saying why leaves us in a vicious cycle, going around the mountain every time. But if you're going to stand in the tension, you got to learn to say, I'm here, God. And I know we're not going to live forever. And I know you have a plan. But I'm here to tell you, I love her. And I want you to keep her with me till we both go to heaven when the trumpet sounds. But I don't know when you're coming back. And it may not work out like that. 
some of you keep asking God to rescue you when he's trying to get you to stand in the tension in your faith to endure the struggle. We probably don't like that, right? Be a whole lot simpler, right? A whole lot easier. We're gonna have everybody come to the front when I'm done and I'm gonna lay hands on you and everything's gonna change and everybody's gonna walk out here with everything you want. I'm not so sure it works that way. It could, and he's able. I believe that. So don't challenge my belief system. I believe that. I've seen God do it too many times. In fact, another doctor looking at Janet just a few weeks ago says, <laughs> I used the expression, I said, stage four metastatic breast cancer 26 years ago. He just looked at me. I said, I know what you're thinking. She's not supposed to be here. He said, no, she's not. So I know what God can do. So, so for, any, for anybody who says, man, Pastor Danny's lost his faith. Absolutely, no, faith. If anything, I got more faith today to believe for more things than you can imagine. But don't think for a minute it's, there's no tension involved in that. A few weeks ago, we took the family down to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, and they have the kids' area and have all these incubators with these little eggs in there, and you see the little eggs rocking around, you know, and, and the kids are watching. And there's a few little old chicks that have hatched out, and they look horrible. <laughs> I hate to say this, people. You know, a newborn baby is delivered, and in the first few seconds, he's so beautiful. I'm like, oh, he don't really look so good right now. <laughs> Give him a few weeks, he'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. Now, to the mom, most beautiful thing she's ever seen. Then she sees the pictures. And she's like, oh, you look better now than you did, than you did then. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. They're expecting their first baby. So... <laughs> it's public, right? I, thought, I, I, I was told it's public. The grandparents are here. Everybody knows now. <laughs> anyway. So we're, we're at this rodeo and these chicks, you know, trying to get their, 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 those shells are moving. Here's what you got to understand. It's a great illustration. You look at those little chicks trying to peck their way out of that shell for their survival. You think, oh my gosh, they're struggling and it takes forever and you're wanting to help them and, but if you help them, if you help them in their struggle, if you take that little egg and you pick and you push the shell back and you, and you break it open, it is sure death for that chick. Because it's in the tension, it's in the struggle of that little chick in awkward positions, wings all back around, head back, 
looks hard. You're like, it's got to be uncomfortable. And it probably is. But it's in that, it's in that pursuit. It's in that endurance where that chick gets the strength in its neck and in its legs to stand upright when it finally breaks out of that egg. That's where it has developed the strength to stand upright and learn to feed itself to survive. And if you break it out of that shell, he won't make it. And some of you are asking God in this tension, like instant, and God's like, yeah, probably not. Why would God treat us any different than some of us treat our own kids? You don't take a nine-year-old and say, man, you are nine. Your name is Green. Here you go, Chan. Here's a $100 bill. And tell you what, go ahead and take the, the, the side-by-side, the mule, and just drive it down to the store, fill it up with gas, have fun, buy yourself a Coke, and then come on back. It's about a mile and a half away. You'll be all right. It ain't going to happen. Why? So right now he's like, can I drive? 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 Can I? How many of you know what I'm talking about? And you know what? where we are right now? I'm sitting in the middle. He's in the driver's seat. And I just started letting him push the accelerator. But I'm right there. Because it would be foolish for me to just, just say go. He's got... He's got to feel the tension and the, he's got to understand what no means. And some of us don't like, guys, this is not in my message notes, so this is for whoever needs to hear it today. Some of you need to learn what no means. We don't teach our kids often enough what no means. And you need to know sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says, so I heard this pastor, no, listen to it from me because I've been here. Sometimes he said yes and I'm like, thank you God. And other times he says not right now. And I'm like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? And, and God's trying to say, if you'll just shut up and grow through the struggle and through the process, you keep asking God to rescue you and he's saying, until you learn to endure the struggle, that's what faith is. That's where you're still standing and saying, God, I know you're able and I'm believing you're gonna do it and I'm trusting you no matter what happens. Even if he doesn't, we're gonna stand. We're not bowing. Let me bring this, kind of wrap this up. What God is asking of you will not always feel safe. A life of faith requires risk and a life of faith requires obedience. But I don't see how we can do this and how this is gonna happen. Faith is what we hope for. That's what faith is. I'm still hoping. I hadn't seen it yet, but I'm still hoping. It is knowing God is able and trusting and being obedient even when it doesn't make sense. But I'm afraid, Pastor Danny, I, I'm scared. 
Line up, baby. Line up behind me. I know what fear is. Is, is fear a sign that I don't have faith? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I opened a barn door a couple of days ago, opened the door, looked down, I was standing right on top of Copperhead, about that big around, all of it. I went, whoa! And the guy that was with me, he said, I know that sound, and he, he didn't even look for it. He just went to get a shovel. Some fears are good. They'll save your life. Is it wrong to feel fear? No, it's not wrong to feel fear. It's wrong to let fear have the last word. <laughs> Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is pushing past your fear and moving forward anyway. Those who accomplish big things for God, I can tell you, are not the people who have the least fear. Often they're the ones who deal with it most. I was scared at the age of 26 when we drove into town, 1987, May the 3rd, 1987. We're going to celebrate it here in a couple weeks. 36 years ago, if you're trying to do the math. Rolled into town, my sweet little wife beside me in a pickup, and that young man right there with a the guitar was three years old. He didn't know where we were going. He thought we were on vacation. We had 800 bucks in our pocket. We rolled into town and said, we're going to start a church. And look what God has done in 36 years right here. So I'm thankful for that. But hey, hold on. Yeah, you, it's easy to clap now. You, I wasn't clapping back then. When we, when we were unpacking that first night in that rental house and I laid down and I'm like, what are we doing? I drove by that house recently, and boy, it was, I was in the car by myself. I just got to drive by there. Lord, thank you for that step of faith. When I knew you were able, but I didn't know what you were going to do. And we still don't know what he's going to do before he comes back. But we can see what he has done. And she's still here 26 years later. I can see what he has done. I know what he can do for you. I was scared. 26 years ago when the doctor said stage four metastatic breast cancer, I was really scared 13 years ago this month when it came roaring back, but we still stand in our faith. I know God is able and I hope he does it, but until then, until then, we pray, we work, we endure, we wait, we love, we lead, we do what he called us to do. Instead of letting fear disable your dreams, increase your capacity for faith and risk. That's what endurance will do. Now I'm like, there's some things that I'm not nearly as afraid of as I used to be because my endurance, my capacity to trust God has gotten way bigger. So now it doesn't stop all of the pain I feel, but my trust never wavers. There is a difference in that. Well, I feel pain. This hurts. I didn't say it wouldn't hurt. But I can say in my pain, I step back. I'll take a deep breath. It happened this week in my home gym. I just sat down on the bench, tears flowing down my face. I'm like, took some deep breaths. Lord, this pain is heavy. I don't know what to do. I'm trusting you. That ain't changed. I know you can. 
So how do you increase your capacity for faith? You act on the part of God's direction you do understand and leave the rest up to him. How do you increase your capacity? You embrace the tension of I know he can and I hope he does. You simply step into the fear. Fear's not a bad place. Did you know that fear from the right perspective is faith personified? Did you hear what I said? Because faith is the unknown, fear is the unknown. They're so close together, but you don't let fear rule you, you let faith rule you, but sometimes when you're standing in faith, it can feel like fear, but it's really your faith trusting God. You take the chance and you obey God that knowing that whatever the outcome, he's with you. And you resolve to keep believing God until his promises outgrow your perhaps. But what if God doesn't show up like I want him to or, or, or when I expect him to or, 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 or hope for him to? You just keep standing strong on what he has said in his word and you keep reminding him like I have done many, many, many times, often with tears down my face, say, Lord, I'm reminding you what you said, and I'm standing on that. And this is when you learn to keep believing for what hasn't happened yet, but you're hoping for it. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread into the unknown. And he said, go out into the darkness and take the hand of God that is better for you than a light and safer than a known way bold faith is about trusting God in the middle of your situation especially when we don't know how it's all going to work out Thank you. Thank, thank you for clapping. It's kind of that clap like, I'm not sure I like this sermon, but I know he's telling the truth and I'm trying to figure this out. So here's the question. What act of bold obedience is God asking you to take? And in what area of your life are you still playing it safe because you're not sure and your trust hasn't grown enough so you don't want the struggle. You've kind of paused the struggle and God's like, step in. What are you waiting for in your marriage? Can you trust God to guide you through the current marriage crisis you're in? Because you're holding back and she knows it. What about your fears with the health crisis you're dealing with? Whatever it is. In Janet's case, it's cancer. What, what are you dealing with? What health challenge? What fears? Is it trusting God to sustain you financially and to give you what you need? Do you struggle to honor God by putting him first in your life? Where, where are you at? Faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, is dead. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what bold prayer have you been afraid to pray? Janet and I have laid it all on the line. No regrets. 
everything, our life, family, everything. Our life, yours, God, we turned it over to you when we were really young, and that's where we are. It's the safest place we can be. Do I have fears, struggles, pain? Yeah. But every day is a gift. So don't let fear steal the extraordinary life God's given you. We've learned to embrace the tension between bold prayers and bold obedience. I know he can, and I hope he does. And there's a song that's been a real help and strength, and it's an act of worship that I'm gonna impose upon you. Yes, I'm gonna lean into you, and I've asked our team to lead us right now in this powerful song that simply says, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaking, I've never been more glad that I put my trust in Jesus. He's never let me down. And He's faithful through generations. Why would he fail now? And here's what I want you to do as we sing it. Come on. If that is, if you're in a struggle right now, I'm going to ask you just to stand where you are and turn it over to God. Just, I mean, nothing, forget who's around you. You just, if you're, wherever you're watching from, stand up in your living room, pull over to the side of the road. I'm asking you to turn it, just surrender to God right now. Come on, come on, just do it right now. And let's sing this song as a worship, as an affirmation, as a confirmation. Come on, come on we sing. sing it to it, everybody. We sing Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand When everything around me is shaking I've never been more glad I put my faith in Jesus He never
part of that song that says, I still have joy in chaos. <laughs> Even when the peace I have doesn't make any sense. See, we, we got to put perspective on all of that. And some of us here today, I feel like the Lord is helping you get a handle on some of the doubts and struggles that Pastor Nate talked about on Easter Sunday. If I could just touch his hands or his side, I will believe. And I just got to tell you, it's in these struggles that you learn survival and you learn strength and you learn courage and you learn endurance. Some of us just quit too soon. There's a whole thought in that because we live in a, a world of instant pleasure and instant response. And sometimes with God, it just takes time. You can't marinate something in 30 seconds, not effectively. You don't grow to be an adult until you die. <laughs> You're growing your whole life. I know they say at 18, but tell me an 18-year-old that's smart enough to rule his own life. Oh, see, I done offended some people right there. I'm like, most of you, listen, when I was 12, my parents didn't know nothing. And by the time I was 25, they knew everything. It's strange how smart they got in those years of my life. You understand my point? And with God, sometimes it just takes time. But we don't like that. Father, I pray for every person standing right now and everybody in this that's under the sound of my voice that is receiving this message as a word of encouragement and hope. I know you're able and I hope you will. I believe in you, God, and I reignite that passion to follow you today. I've been a believer, but I have struggles and the struggles are not bad. Let me lean into the struggles because if I try to run from the struggles, they never go away until I learn to grow and mature and get stronger and to trust more. Father, give us endurance right now. I pray for every person in this room and those listening, give us a spirit of courage and endurance and perseverance and determination. Those things don't come easy, but your cross was not easy either. So I pray, Lord, for every person and unite my faith with theirs. Every circumstance in this room may vary and will be different. Every journey and every struggle is a little different, but we're all in this together to trust you. And the safest way we, place we can be is holding on to your hands. Even though we walk in darkness, we know that the outcome 
will please you. And even if you don't show up like I want, and I hope I'm still trusting you because you still died for my salvation. You still paid for my sin. You came from heaven and earth to show me how much you loved me. And life is not a pretty painted picture all the time, but I'm gonna stand in faith knowing that in eternity, I'm gonna be with you and your people forever. In Jesus' name. Would you just remain quiet and with your eyes closed for a moment, maybe your head bowed right where you're at, listening to me somewhere in your car, in your home, at work. I would like to invite you to begin a brand new journey with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to him, today is a perfect day to say, I'm tired of leading my life. I need a new start. Did you know Jesus came to do that? He paid for my sin, your sin, all of humanity. He died on our behalf so that we can have access to God in hope. And so if you'd like a new start today, I'm gonna lead us in a prayer right now. And if that's you, heads are bowed around the room and you're just in a moment of reference and a moment of contemplation Lord, I want you in my life. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand so I know who I'm praying with today to say, I want a new start with Jesus today. Would you lift your hand? I'm gonna lead you in a prayer all across the room, right there from the other side of a screen. Would you just let us know? Hands are being lifted. Come on, lift it up. I just wanna make sure that I have eternity taken care of. I wanna go to heaven. I need a new start. Thank you for those hands. Thank you, thank you. Just lift them high a moment more around the room. Just a moment where I wanna make sure that I'm ready to go to heaven. I wanna invite Jesus into my life. I need a new start. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You can put those hands down. Every single one of you matter. Every single one of you who raised your hand matter. Jesus died for you. Let's pray together. Would you join me? Just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my past. Take away my sin. I accept you as the Lord of my life. Thank you for dying for me. And from this day forward, I will follow you and I will serve you to the best of my ability. Thank you for saving me. By grace, amen and amen and amen.